Welcome to Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the podcast that offers motivation and inspiration to act, speak, and think in ways that make a positive impact on your life. Each week, we bring you a message or a guest that offer you tools to live up to your full potential. I literally pinch myself every time I record a new podcast. This is a dream that has been eight years in the making, and I'm so grateful that you are spending a part of your day with me. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today on Recognize Your Truth. I have an awesome guest today. I am interviewing Erin Haskell of Soul City and Good Morning La La Land. Welcome, Erin. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm so excited to connect with you because I have so many questions about uh, some of the things that you are doing. And so I want to kind of unpack a little bit about your show, Good Morning La La Land, and what it's about. And then I want you to tell me a little bit more about um, what you are doing, you know, in creating platforms and in creating communities and, and how you're doing that. So let's kind of talk about Good Morning La La Land. Yeah, Good Morning La La Land is America's first daily live streaming talk show. We bring positivity, inspiration, and truth to the world, basically. We've been interviewed over 3,600 people in a year and 10 months, and we've had over 200 million impressions. And uh, it's just been an interesting journey of of recognizing the power of, of conversation, the power of collaboration, and just, just witnessing all the people and what they're up to. And it's really fascinating because when you get into the heart of majority of human beings, we all want good for the world. We all want to be the change in the world. And there's common commonalities, even in like we've had like reality stars to coaches to celebrities. And the fundamental human beingness is, is really primarily the same. It's really fascinating. So, um, what what got you to that point? What where did you come up with that idea? Because that is such a, a unique concept. You know, there's television, which is obviously streaming TV, and then there's social media. But you know, doing a daily live, you know, inspiration, motivational show. What what brought that on? You know, I was actually I'm actually um, a science of mind minister, um, and I'm a, a doctor of divinity. So I primarily teach spirituality. I develop women in, as spiritual leaders. And, but when I was in ministerial school, you know, I would, you know, we don't, we don't believe in a God outside of ourselves. We believe that it's the power of our mind and the power of consciousness to direct energy. And, you know, I would pray, which is really just expanding my mind and asking my higher self, you know, what's my true purpose here with all this. And, and um, I just kept having a vision of, of a show. And I was like, I'm not in the industry. I don't know what to do. You know, you're so universe, my higher self. You're gonna have to show me the way. And one day I went in for an interview in which was at that point in time, Focus uh, TV and, um, and just talked to the producer after the interview and we hit it off and he was like, just start a show. And I was like, okay. Um, and I just felt like I always design things according to what I want in my life. And I really believe that every day we've got to get our mind right. And every day we need to get you know, back on track to our purpose and get on in alignment with truth. And so I thought, you know, that's really what I would want to bring to the world, you know, is bringing truth, bringing righteousness, which is right mindedness and, um, and just bringing inspiration. And how, do, how do you do that? You got to do that all day long, whether it be you're consuming the content or a podcast or reading or who you're hanging out with. It's not like you only do it for five minutes or one show of the day. You got to do it all day long. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. Uh -huh. 
Okay, so I want to I want to back up a little bit because you said you were a doctor of divinity. So what what does that entail? Because that's very interesting to me, and I am very much into spirituality and and believing in you know it all comes from within, and we are it's all in our thought process, and we could co-create whatever we want, mm-hmm. and we can make a life by design. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I, I, first of all, when I first heard of the the title Dr. Divinity, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I got to be that because that's so cool. <laughs> like, um, so a Dr. Divinity is you get your doctorate in divinity. And what is divinity, right? The best description I could say is it's like divine, di- di- like the vine. It's like the vine that connects all of us into our oneness. And it's really actually the study of um, well, what I got my doctorate in was what I chose to get my doctorate in, which was studying how the subconscious mind connects with universal law and reflects back in our manifestation. And so what it really is, is it's realizing that we are one. We're not just the individual. We're the individual. We are the collective consciousness and we are the cosmic consciousness. And in that, we can recognize and see the law of cause and effect. There's really only one law that we're working with here in this game of life and it's cause and effect. And the cause always is consciousness. It's always the backing of thought and which is really comes down to identity. It's not just, it's belief. If you think about belief, it's actually be live. What do you, what do you, how are you being? What's your embodiment? And that's actually what you believe. And that's actually what is setting the polarity of, of your subconscious and a universal law into action. So there's no effort whatsoever in our manifestation. There's simply with the, the, with the consideration of who you are sets an entire stream of infinite intelligence into play. And it's, it's just, I think it's the most fascinating thing ever. Uh, and I'm so fascinated because this is just uh, something I study and something I read about all the time. So let's talk a little bit about your subconscious mind and how powerful it is on, on, in controlling every aspect of your life. And how do you, you know, we're sitting here talking about we could co-create and we could, you know, manifest that but how do you do it because i think that's what people really want to know is is how do you do it so what are some things that you could do to to start changing your subconscious mind yeah i think the first thing in in my book i talk about four steps which is waking up reprogramming aligning and affirming and what that means is that the first step is really awakening to to wake up and recognize how powerful what you already are creating what you have created so if you take a look and you recognize that even in your subconscious mind, I mean, your body is doing mathematical equations that the greatest chemist on this planet could never do. You know, the mathematical equations of the bloodstream of being able to keep its pH right or beat your heart or do whatever. It's, it's so profound that if you really actually thought about how profound your subconscious is in the automated system, you know, we really need to really acknowledge the blessing that, that we just are born into in of itself right and with that you know we recognize now also even science epigenetics that all memory comes down it's living in our genes so it comes down so whether you believe in past life it doesn't matter what we know for sure in science is that all memory lives in us they found even children that you know came from lineage of a famine or war actually can have marks on their bodies uh, particularly from from different um traumatic events from the past there's uh, there's upgrading and downgrading of genes dependent upon um, those factors if they went through famine or not. So this is no joke, and I think the world is 
waking up to the fact that there is a lot more going on than meets the eye here. And it really is an automated system. And so when you really take a look at the, the truth of the, the spiritual truth of all of it, is that the same power that the creative factor that you are is the same creative factor that's created the entire universe. Right. You know, and, and when we get how powerful that is, there's things that have been created over and over again. It's not like you can stop beating your heart the way it's beating. You can't stop. Like these are set in motion because they've been doing it for, you know, however many, you know, lifetimes. Right. So we have to recognize that we are born into particular automated systems like our lineage we we're just talking about this before we actually you know got on the podcast like uh-huh. our lineage like we are our patterning and some of it's good and some of it ain't so good right you know right and we have to really get clear of what isn't so good and what do we really want to overcome the work the primary work is to release limiting beliefs release the trauma release the false identity and get back to freedom of choice and if you could even just get to freedom of choice, I mean, forget manifesting the red Ferrari in your driveway. <laughs> we know that doesn't necessarily make anybody happy. Look, I'm all about money. I'm all about prosperity. But let's face the fact, we've got some major, major issues in our culture. And one of the major ones is thinking that money is going to be, you know, it's going to fix everything. And that's fine and great. I'm all about money. But it's like, make sure what you really want to manifest, because a lot of people manifest a bunch of stuff, and then they're still just depressed as hell. Right. I, I, I go on every single day and do a little video on um, social media. And my video today was talking about the difference between happiness and joy. And so happiness is event created, right? Like the red Ferrari in your driveway or the vacation that you're about to go on or the paycheck that you just received. It, it's, it's short lived and it's created by an event, but joy is coming from that deep, place within you, that spirituality, that, that place where you have to really dig and go, okay, I don't want to live a life of, of pain and suffering. I want to have joy within me so that I can share and spread that to other people. Yeah, totally. I think the positive psychology movement has been wonderful in some ways. We've really seen where, you know, the power of focusing on what you do want versus what you don't want is great. But the issue is most people are just only posting positive things. And meanwhile, they're just not being able to really acknowledge the trauma and the real issue, which just means we're just not really living the, the life that we really want to live, which is living your truth. And it's important to listen to those emotions, honor those emotions, and adjust accordingly and handle what's really going on instead of just pretending like it's all good. It's not, it's not all good. No, it's not all good. And, and what we see on social media, what is you know, people aren't going to have the epic fights on social media and go live. They're going to show the pretty picture of the vacation or the red Ferrari or, you know, their Christmas tree or their presents or whatever it happens to be. So they're not going to show the nitty gritty on, on social media. And so that's another thing that I think we do is we compare so often to what is so surface and what's out there that's so surface. We're not comparing and there's no comparison because we're all connected, right? So we should never compare, but we do. I mean, we're human, we, you know, it's inevitable, but we compare, you know, against those pretty shiny objects that are out there. Right. I remember Ram Das. I don't know if anyone's listening that knows who that is, but he's a, you know, wrote Be Here Now back in the 60s or something. It was just a profound uh, 
teacher and still alive um, over in Hawaii. And he tells a story of how he was traveling over in India and he was walking along the street and he saw this kind of homeless lady and she was sitting on the side of the street and, and his first thought was, oh, this poor lady, you know? And it dawned on him because she had this twinkle in her eyes and this big smile. And he thought, wow, I wonder if she's looking at me like, oh, this poor American man, you know? <laughs> like right. he's not connected right. to divine. And, right. and, you know, like, so it's all relative. And what matters is what matters to you and getting clear of what that is. And I think that our culture has some major, major shifts to do. And it's, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to get way worse in a lot of levels. And um, I just think it's going to, but we know the perfection of that. The perfection is that, that that's what demands us to get our values straight and demands us to do some deeper work as a community, as a culture. So, and I, I agree with you. I, I think it needs to be a collective consciousness. And we, we kind of talked about this yeah. before we before I hit the record button where it can't just be you or me or a handful of people trying to make those efforts. I mean, it has to be, everybody has to align and they have to all believe it within themselves so that the whole community and the collective consciousness can believe it as well. Yeah, I think it's also rituals, you know, I and mean, we have to remember that like a lot of people are anti-religion now and as am I, like I, no one wants to be told dogmatically, you know, things anymore, but there were some good things that came along with some of that, like going to gather once a week with a community or family, mm-hmm. you know, families mm-hmm. are, you know, it, it's good that we don't have the only, you know, particular ways of having family because there's all expressions of family but family is important because we need to get together we need to connect and bond with people and if we're not going to do that you know through social media you know people will die that's the reality right that we need connection yeah oh we definitely i mean we're Mm -hmm. not meant to walk this earth alone we're meant to to have people that that walk with us that that we connect with that we are spiritually connected with and um, and, and, and we want to be together with those people. We want that community. And like, like you said, we, we, we need that. And so, yes, I, I think church brought people together. Religion brought people together, going to church every Sunday, you know, whatever that looks like for you, it's your community, it's your faith. It's, yeah. it's, it's that you're coming together to experience something with somebody else who has a similar belief as you. Mm-hmm. And totally. so you're, it's yeah. that connection. Okay. So tell me a little bit. So you, you said, you know, you have to wake up and you have to reprogram. And so then how do you align? How do you align that? Well, I think it's important to the reprogramming is probably the most important thing, which is primarily working with, I've worked with huge celebrities, CEOs, single moms, all kinds of people. And the reprogramming is the most, it's the primary work, which is trauma work. Okay. which is releasing the limiting beliefs and identity. It's one of the primary core things, which is super exciting because I'm just uh, trademarking. It's called E4 uh, Trauma Method, and it is a re-experiencing. What happens is the reason why trauma stays on our track is actually from the, the energy that, and a lie, basically. It's a lie that's attached to the mental picture around trauma. And as you go back in and re-experience the trauma and fully neutralize the emotion, express the emotion, fully feel the emotion without judging it, without resisting it. And then you neutralize the emotion and you release what's what I consider the command or the declaration, the lie that was placed on that. And in that's why we call, you know, the truth sets you free. 
it literally sets you free from your traumas and reprogramming and recognizing those kind of false beliefs. And then, you know, you still have some of that identity, but you, you know, you have choice, you know, you can recognize when you're going in your patterns versus not. And then aligning is really just getting birthing your truth. You know, you have a specific truth that's different than my truth. What works for you in relationship, what works for you in your food, what works for you in whatever, birthing your truth, which is through um, a Greek maiotic process um, of birthing, you know, your core values and your core passions and your core purpose and aligning to that and aligning to universal law and, of course, Mother Nature. And that's so powerful, what you just said, Erin, because I've done a lot of trauma work myself, you know, having gone through some of the trauma that I've gone through in my life. And, you know, we don't want to feel those feelings. We want to drink them away, drug them away, sex them away, gamble them away, whatever we want to do. And I think the hardest thing for me, you know, I I had a a tragedy that happened to me um, 18 months ago and, and had a loss. And I think actually leaning into that was the hardest thing. And I had a community around me that kept saying to me to lean in, lean in, lean in, express, you know, mm-hmm. feel those feelings and walk through those. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy to say today I was able to do that. And, and, but it was so incredibly painful and so hard to do. So I'm sure when you work with individuals to, to get them to release that trauma, I'm sure it's, it's very emotional and I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, it's hard work. The trauma works hard. It's, it's like, yeah, I mean, you can't believe the, the things I've heard people that w- so many people have been through so much trauma. It's crazy. And, you know, people have been, you know, molested by their parents and abused by their, you know, whatever. And, you know, you name it, I've heard it. And, um, you know, it's, we all have gnarly stories. We all do. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm just sorry that you went through that. And I'm, I'm glad that you've done your trauma work and, you know, it doesn't mean the sadness doesn't, you know, it's not like it is necessarily totally gone, but I think it definitely gets to a place where it's not running your life and where uh, you're reactive. Around. Right. Right. And I think that that's a really way, great way of putting it because I think, um, you know, for a, a period of time, it controlled everything I did, everything I spoke, everything I said. And so I had to get to a point where I didn't want to live in that pain. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was what that was the motivation for me was um, either I'm going to lay in bed and, you know, kind of wither away or I'm going to show up and, you know, change myself and, and eventually bring that to, to hopefully change other people. Yeah. But that's the blessing, right? That's where we birth people's purposes out of their, the hardest thing they've ever gone through. And what you'll notice, which is your prime example of this is very often if, if somebody does do their work, then they transform uh, that pain and suffering into their purpose. And they become the people that become the leaders generally, you know, because that's so, you know, that's the beauty of life is that the hardest things we ever go through oftentimes become our greatest blessing. It it is. And and I'm seeing that for myself. And, and, and it's, it's not that, like you said, I mean, there are, there's sadness, you know, and, and there's heaviness on days and, 
you know, the holidays, birthdays, anniversaries, that kind of stuff. And so, yes, it's, it's there, but on a day to day basis, I am so empowered by who I am, what I do, what I'm able to, to bring to other people. And so, yeah, it's, it's doing that work and, and really leaning into it. So, you know, for me, I love that you do that with other people and that you bring that out of them and that you help them, you know, recognize their, that they need to walk in their truth and that those are just stories that they're putting in their head. Yeah, it's. I think it's a buzz. You know, live your truth is such a buzz thing. We're gonna name this next book. I'm doing live your truth, but it's a little too, it's a little too general. You know, uh-huh. but people get that. You know, I think it's the sign of the times right now, and um, also with the younger generations, as you're saying earlier, that I think they're people are getting fed up with just the rat race of everything. Like, where is the truth and where's the authenticity? And so we do see a spark of that. So it's great to know that people right. are, really reach for that for themselves. Yeah, and, and you and I talked a little bit about about offline about this is, um, you know, I think more and more people want to see authenticity. And so that that's where I think this movement is, is so, you know, living your truth. I mean, my, my podcast is Recognize Your Truth. So, you yeah. know, where where you've come from and, and how to be more authentic and, and more real and, and establish those connections with people. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And conversations where it begins, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Networking, conversations, you know. Um, okay, so I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, do you want to share a little bit about your story and, and kind of where you've come from and, and sure. what, what led you to, to want to be a doctor of divinity, what led you to want to practice spirituality? So will you share sure. that? Yeah, I mean, I grew up um, in almost like a hippie commune and the hills of Santa Barbara. My parents were divorced very young, like two years old. And um, my dad went off and had another you know, family and my mom was had done no work whatsoever on herself. So she was kind of a hot mess. And um, there was no rules, no regulation, no church, no nothing, no curfews, no homework needed to be done. Like it was just kind of whatever. Uh-huh. And I remember just kind of as a little girl going, mom, what's, you know, what, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> why are we here? And what's the meaning of life? And she kind of would roll her eyes and go, why are you even asking this? I don't go play with your friends, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, I ran around kind of barefoot, literally around the mountains of Santa Barbara. And, um, and as I grew up, we, we moved down to the city. And um, I remember I, uh, uh, I, started drinking alcohol in seventh grade. I took acid in seventh grade. I slept with the first boy in seventh grade. And luckily I didn't like drugs and I, I did like having a boyfriend. So it wasn't like, it was just, there was no, there was no order. Uh-huh. And I just realized I was, this was like, it was just that empty feeling. Like it just, nothing felt good nothing went right. I felt like I had not, like, it was just your, you're like an alien on this planet. Like, what am I, what, what, what are you doing here? You know? And, um, I was date raped at 16. I had bulimia right after that from 17 to 20. And I thought, well, if I just get married, then all my problems will be solved. So I got married at 21. I got pregnant right away and I had a stillborn at 22 oh. and I was full term. And I was in nursing school cause I had gone to city college and worked my way into, and into nursing school. And I was full term and I went in and basically 
they found out that my baby had died inside of me and they're like, you got to go, you know, give birth to your baby. And I was like, what? Like, can't you just take it out of me? You know? Right. So you go on and you, you know, you go into full labor, six hours labor. Later you have your child, you have to bathe <sighs> your dead baby, take pictures of your dead baby and then go home without your dead baby. And the next day I went down to the mortician's house and I, I've told the story so many times, so I'm sorry if somebody's listening because I feel bad because I've said it so many times. <laughs> um, and um, the mortician set up this room and let me just go. I was all alone. Don't know where my parents were or anything, you know. And I just had this moment. I was in this basement room alone with his body that had been in formaldehyde for 24 hours and just feeling like, how could life be so cruel, you know? And how could, if there is a God, which I didn't believe in God, you know, um, how could God be so cruel? And I just was crying and crying and just so as divided as, as far away from divine as possible, right? The opposite of divine is divided. Right. Just feeling so alone. And it just dawned on me. I was like, he's gone. His body's here. We're not these bodies. And I just decided, like, I was like, I don't care what the hell I do in this lifetime. Like, I've got to figure out what we're doing there and try, I've got to put myself together, you know? And it's been a long journey, you know, a long journey of seeking and becoming absolutely obsessed with spiritual nature and healing and how do we do that and what's truth in this world. And, and you know, you start learning all the different philosophies, all the different religions, and there are definitely truths. There's just no question about it. And how you know the truth is that you apply them to your life and they work, you know. Right. Um, and so... Then I had done so much work on myself. It was like Joseph Campbell said, you know, the student becomes a teacher. And then I, you know, one day I just realized, I was like, this is what I actually want to hand my life over to, you know? And then I found out you could actually become a doctor of divinity. And I was like, well, I should already have my PhD with how much work I've done anyway. So <laughs> right. I'll do this thing, you know? Right. And that's pretty much how it happened. It's been, it's been a really long journey. Amazing, incredible. And I think there's also like, I truly believe, you know, after having awakening moments, enlightenment moments, and really feeling like I've healed myself, I don't believe that we ever overcome the suffering inside fully because we're one with everyone right. and we're going to feel the emotions and feel it's a relative world. We're going to always have the good and the bad. We're going to always have that joy and that suffering. And I think um, the, the myth, if you will, of spirituality or, or successful people or anything that you get to a place or you never have to deal with a, with a, you know sadness or something. And I don't, I just don't believe that. I know some of the greatest spiritual teachers on this planet, and they they say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think for us as human beings in a physical body, we don't know what joy is until we know what pain is. Probably. We don't know what um, you know being what suffering is until we know what you know, having elation and, you know, something super exciting happen. We don't know what tall is unless we know what short is. We don't know what fat is unless we know what skinny is. I mean, we're putting labels on those things because they are the opposite. And so we're saying this mm -hmm. is in order for this to, to happen, in order for us to know this, we have to know the opposite of what that is. Yes, sure. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for sharing your, your story with yeah. me and, and I'm thank so you. sorry, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's obviously we all have our own journeys and obviously there's pain and suffering and trauma in every single person. And I, that's one of the reasons that I love having this platform to connect with people like you so that I could 
learn other people's stories and I could share those with my audience and I could, you know, there's, there's obviously relations and connections and synergies between the people that I bring on. And so I love being able to share other people's stories um, and learning about other people, because I think for us as human beings also, we, um, it, it makes us feel more human and more real and more authentic when we know that other people have yeah, experienced totally. something. And I, and again, I think the point of all that also is to recognize that look, having a stillborn was the, one of the greatest blessings of my life. I would never have the life I have today. Right. I had that big of a, you know, low that made me commit to this work. So, you know, it's, is it good or bad? You know, it's really, you know, he's an eternal spirit, you know, right, right. I have a 24 year old now that, you know, who's to say he's not the same spirit. Who's to say, I mean, and you know, it, it's, it's just energy and energy is transforming, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's con- And so the energy is there that, that energy is always present. It's just transforming. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Well, and that's a great conversation. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way I have to look at it as well is it's mm-hmm. just energy transformed because the energy is always there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, um, I'm going to, I want to tell you a couple of things. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and for, mm-hmm. um, allowing, you know, yourself to, to just be true and honest and, and speak the truth. And, um, let's just kind of tell my audience how they can get a hold of you and, and where we can find you. Yeah, thank you so much. So you can find uh, the website for Soul Society is the primary, you know, where I do most work with people spiritually and stuff, which is S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. So it's like a French spelling of Soul Society all in one, Soul Society in one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Good Morning La Alone. And so I do have a free podcast as well, which is Soul Society with Dr. Aaron. And um, you get free, my, my free, I have lots of freebies. If you go on Instagram, I have a free book, free guided meditations, free affirmations, free planners, free everything. (laughs) Lots of freebies. Yeah. Um, And I will make sure to link everything up in the show notes so that everybody knows how to get a hold of you. But thank you so much again, Erin. It's just been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Have a beautiful day. And whoever's out there, just knowing the truth and knowing whatever you're going through is really for your growth and really acknowledging, you know, wherever you're going through that, uh, it's the divine sign, the divine discontentment of growing and uh, discovering more of your truth. So thank you very much. Thank you. If you like what you hear and you want to know more information, you could contact me at Lisa at recognizeyourtruth.com. I also sell my sticky notes on my website at recognizeyourtruth.com. If you are looking to launch a podcast and you want to know step-by-step how to do it, I have a course that is starting in January, but I have a free guidebook on how to launch a podcast where I put a lot of great content and information in there, and you can get that in the show notes. The music is Genuine by Julio Ortiz. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.